Hey, yo, what's good, man? It's your host, Cleve. Welcome to the Third Coast Podcast with my man. Joe, what it do, Gators? What it do, mate? You already know what time of the week it is. It's Third Coast Podcast. Uh, we're going to dive this week into some phobias uh, in episode 179, uh, some craziness. And then we got some wild topics, some Louisiana history, and got some music of the week. But uh, how you doing, Cleve? Doing pretty good. You know, just uh, chilling, hanging out. Uh, fresh start to a fresh day. Oh, yes. Uh, the weather outside is beautiful on this Sunday for sure. Oh, definitely. yeah, most definitely. So how was your week, man? Uh, week was pretty steady. Um, actually worked four days this week. So uh, to be able to, like, catch up on some things early this week was pretty good. Um, try to look at it more from the positive sense. You know, more time at home, I get to plan more, spend more time with the kid when I'm able and stuff. Surprise her next week and uh, get her for the birthday. Ah, shit, yeah. Yeah, so I got that, you know, planned in my everyday going in the work schedule. But uh, how about you? How are things going on your end? How was your week? Um, it's going good. Uh, report cards came out this week, so I didn't have to strangle none of my children, which was nice. Uh, but no A-B honor rolls this time around. Everybody had at least one C. And I don't know, C's are, like, weird because, you know d's and f's of course you know the kids are not doing as well but they get like charles he had a high he was like two points away from a b on a row and how can i be mad you make two points under a c but uh and elizabeth they got this program called paul bucks or something yeah and like the kids they reward kids good behavior by giving them these little uh, i guess little tokens or sheets of paper called paul bucks mm-hmm. and nicholas put his in for a raffle and he won a laptop oh nice uh uh, just a little basic one. I looked up, it was like 150 bucks online, but I was like, man, that's pretty cool just for, you know, good behavior and stuff. Right. Uh, kids are doing good. Uh, big shout out to Charlene for still wanting to get married to me and uh, taking care of the Bambinos while we can record this episode and taking care of the TikToks. Uh, we do have a TikTok challenge that we're going to release to y'all probably next week. And reluctantly, it's going to be uh, some tortilla and maybe a pie involved. Right. But y'all, uh, make sure y'all check out our TikTok and Instagram, Facebook, and wherever and anything y'all like to see us on, we're there. But, um, <clears throat> dang, I, I can't get over that cough that keeps lingering on. I hate when, you know, we try to sit down and record the episode and try to get it fine-tuned and sounding just right. And that, that persistent, yeah. like, uh, cough, uh, smoking all yeah, the years like is finally catching cough. up to me. Yeah, you kind of get that tightness around the... You know, around the Adam's apple, you just kind of go to, <clears throat> yeah, like doing all like that. But <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. It um, but yeah, that's what's up though. It's like I know they used to kind of like do, uh, like the reading program. I think it was Accelerated Reader. Yeah, like when we were kids, it's like all those points could be accumulated, collected. It it could get you more books, or you know, you can play for like the big prize. You know, as long as you were. I guess uh, the podium finish, like the top three readers, yeah. it's like you, you got prizes and stuff. I think like one was like a gift card, like a $100 gift card at the Pizza Hut. And 
uh, they would have like the Walmart gift card and I want to say Target at the time was like kind of closer by. You know, it's like they would just do different things like because of the area, but it could get you some pretty nice stuff, though. Just like say if you like now they're giving out laptops and tablets and, you know, other electronic features that can be used to aid education. I I would never get no laptop. I wasn't uh, I wouldn't say I was like a bad kid, but I remember growing up, man, cracking jokes on people was the thing. And people would hit you with a joke in the middle of class, during assignments, during tests. I can't tell you how many times uh, Miss Thompson would put that uh, that uh, what's it called a uh, little baseball glove on before she had her paddle. Oh, you yeah. remember getting paddled by Miss Thompson? She, oh. oh yeah, she have a um, yeah, like she have like a little black glove. It was a fingerless glove. <laughs> oh yeah, to get the most grip out of the out of the paddle. And she used to tear our asses. Uh, and then what's the sad part about it is it net. You know, like they say, like, oh, discipline, like physical discipline is the only way that children learn. But I'm telling you, I knew. Some people took their frustration out with their discipline. (laughs) Yeah, but I kind of knew that, hey, if I I can just get three licks from Miss Thompson and not sit down for a couple hours and not get suspended and not let my dad kill me when i got home i always took the option to take the paddling you know i got the paddling and the ass whipping when i got home oh i i remember one time miss thompson got me like twice dude and like i fucking start crying and shit and the dude that was in there i forgot who it was i i forgot who was in there with me but we we had gotten a fight or some shit on the playground and like he was making fun of me because I cried at the two licks, and he got up there. Miss Thompson hit him once, and he started bawling, dude. I think the most torturous memory is like whenever she would make. I've been paddled by Miss Thompson as well. It's like she'll make you grab the back of the chair <laughs> so you couldn't tighten the cheeks up, and she'll she'll land three good ones. So yeah, I remember my back was burning, <laughs> like my butt was burning. I could barely sit, but like my whole back was just on fire because like it's like the. It's something about that glove and the holes in the paddle. It just, oh, yeah. There's no reverberation from the paddle. It's like all of that gets focused in the point of impact. Yeah, Miss Tossie used to fuck some kids up. She, oh, she doing all right, though. I think I seen her the other day in Walport. Still look like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Shout out, Miss Thompson. Shout out, Miss Thompson. I still love you. <laughs> but, uh... I wonder if anybody has a phobia of Miss Thompson's paddle, if that is a phobia. I know one thing, I might have a little bit of that. But uh, this week, uh, listeners, we're going to talk a little bit about some uh, interesting phobias out there where people are definitely afraid of things. And some of the things that I had came across, Cleve, was uh, eye-opening. Some of them I didn't know because I feel like I have not, like, full-blown that phobia but i have like a a, a niche of it like right claustrophobia definitely oh, yeah. i do not like tight spaces <laughs> i can't get out of for sure that's uh yeah, one of the like big some, ones for me yeah like being in an enclosed space and not being able to just freely move as oh uh, it's almost like being buried alive like in a coffin like space yeah that's uh that's one too actually uh the fear of being buried alive um I got uh, a nice one for you. Uh, non phobia. It uh, this is uh, becoming a very common phobia out there. It's the phobia uh, cursing the new generation. Uh, it's the fear of not having your cell phone. 
Oh, uh, yeah, nomophobia. And uh, the av- you d- did you know the average person spends about four uh, four years of their life on their cell phone now? And then the number is only going to rise in the future. Yeah. But four years. And the just being afraid to not have your phone. Yeah, that's more than panic. worried about the sneaky link <laughs> or someone going through your phone. You know what I'm saying? That's the full. And yeah. I've known, I know people that do not ever let their phone, like they always have it charged. They're always on it or they're always, they, it's always, always in and shit. It's like some people don't even put their phone in their pocket. Like they'll walk and talk all while they have the phone in their hands. Like, are you on the phone? Are you making a call? It's like, Oh no! I just I just keep my phone on me. I like to have it. It's like, huh? I never thought it was that serious. Like if you take a look at my phone, it looks like it's been hit with a baseball bat a couple of times, or you know, dropped, thrown. You know, it's it's got the test of time against it for sure. But I don't really care for phones. So that's definitely not a phobia that definitely would not a phobia you. that would plague me. <laughs> Thankfully. So what you can, you got any but, phobias um, that uh, attract your mind? I got a whole book over yeah, here. Yeah, I got right? a book and I got a list of but the ones that really attracted to me. I would say I'm gonna start with a personal one of mine, but it's only like deep water. It's not the right one, but it's uh, it's called hydrophobia. It's just a fear of water. Like um, like of course I take a shower, you know, but I'm talking like some deep water, like ocean, like and just like you know. Water that the bottom of my feet can't touch. Ah. Like deep water. There is a phobia for that, actually. That's crazy, though. No, I I mean, like, what's those movies where people get stranded in the middle of the ocean and they're on, like, a life raft and sharks are trying to eat them and stuff? Yeah, the fear of the ocean is uh, thalassophobia. Dang, can you say that one more time? That's a nice, that's a nice hefty word right oh. there. The lassophobia. <laughs> the lassophobia. Like, yeah, it's like the lasso, like the lassophobia. But I'm just uh, emphasizing on each letter of the word at this point. Yeah. But yeah, that's the fear of the ocean. That's crazy. Uh, have you ever heard of xenotopia? Uh, xenophobia. It's one of the rarest phobias in the history of medicine, which is the fear of the color yellow. Linked to individuals' uh, mental past trauma, the sufferer is always consistently aware of the color, and caught the when the sufferer sees said color, it causes mental shock, and even hearing the word yellow can trigger these symptoms. Just like bananas, uh, <laughs> just big yellow splodges. Could you imagine like you having a normal conversation and you just happen to see yellow and it just freaks you completely out i honestly want to say like we had a librarian that had a fear i don't know if it was the color yellow but she did she didn't like the texture of bananas like if you pulled a banana out in front of her and like try to touch her with it she'll have like a total meltdown that's crazy like full-on breakdown and tears and everything i'd never seen anything like that i don't know there's some some of these phobias that i i'm gonna read off just as like I said earlier, it's just mind-blowing and just the copious amounts of what people are actually afraid of is what's weird. Right. Like, um, there's another one. It, it kind of bothers me to look at, but if you want to look up a picture, feel free. But it's called a 
trypophobia. And this is the fear of holes or clusters of holes, like tightly joined together. And most of this comes from like uh, skin diseases, whereas like uh, anything that causes it like to decay or bubble up, it creates like these small pus like bubbles that pop. And once they pop, they create like little crust clusters or craters like in the skin. It, it just looks gross, honestly. But uh, a lot of this also can be referred to as sinkholes, like large land masses with a lot of uh, rather smaller, larger holes. Like um, I put, I thought about this one because I can remember like uh, we were hiking out at the pits one day, me, Jacoby, Duran, a few other guys. Well, like, uh, where's the pits at? The pits is out there by Lake Cove. It's past Turkey Creek. But like you'll, you know, you take the highway, go down uh, the Turkey Creek Highway. Yeah, and then you'll take the left that takes you down to Lake Cove. Well, they used to have this uh, hunting club, but it also had like a lake out there. We used to go out there. It's called the Pits, and we would uh, we were walking one day, and Darian like Darian fell in one of the holes, but the hole was only wide enough to hold his torso. The only thing that stopped him was his arms, but he was like, "Oh shit, I can't feel my feet. Like like my feet isn't touching anything beneath me." So me and Jacoby, like, we grabbed them by the arms and we, like, pulled them out of the hole. So me being curious, I was like, man, well, I wonder how deep it is. So Darian and Jacoby, they, like, found a stick or something. Darian found a rock. Jacoby found a stick. So, yeah, Jacoby threw the stick down. We didn't really hear anything. I think it bounced off the wall. Yeah. But Darian threw the rock down. It took a good little minute for that rock to hit something. It was probably, like, 40, 50 feet down. Yeah. So it's like the thought of like what was at the bottom, like, bro, you could have fell to your fucking death and like we wouldn't have been able to rescue you because no ropes, no grapples. <laughs> so uh, if you are out in the pits, make sure that y'all definitely uh, watch y'all's footing out there. What's that called? Slip trips and falls? <laughs> yeah, slip trips and falls. <laughs> have you ever heard of the phobia, panogophobia? The phobia is one of the most dangerous known to this date. The this uh, phobia causes an individual to avoid eating altogether, and uh, the act of eating anything, any type of food, causes them to choke, and actually, and they're and they can't swallow the food at all. <clears throat> See what I'm saying? My voice don't want to cooperate today, and uh, which you know, if you can't eat, you know, you can't swallow anything. There ain't much, you know they can do besides put you on like tubes and stuff like that in which most sufferers end up going on tubes and then eventually dying because they're starving their body of nutrition from this phobia that's why it's one of uh, a lot of mine are considered some of the most de dangerous because once uh say like the individual gets some of these or they start developing some of these symptoms for these phobias they're irreversible and there's nothing that yeah, nothing medicine that can, do. can do but that's why like a lot of them countries uh a lot of countries nowadays are going to uh, that assisted suicide stuff, mm -hmm. uh, like in Denmark and stuff like that, to deal with some of these incurable mental illnesses that just cause people problems. And, uh, But that's another topic for another day. Right. I mean, within the same topic, like most phobias, like they can stem from animals or the natural environment, you know, or even the medical treatments that are out there, like hemo, hemophobia is like, the fear of blood like any any situation where it's like 
an operation that's going on. Like, you know how people get injections or sometimes they get blood taken, but when they see the blood, they pass out because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, you have like situational, like claustrophobia, like being in the tight spaces and stuff like that. Another one of the phobias that caught my eye was uh, agoraphobia. And I feel like this one kind of took place. It probably showed more of a presence after COVID, but it's just a fear of large crowds and like being around large groups of people. And I feel that, um, you know, some phobias that are, would you, would you think that phobias could be treatable? Yeah. I mean, some of them are, a lot of it too is some of the phobias are mild cases. Like you have a mild case of gore phobia. Like it, like some people avoid crowds altogether and never go out and be, you know, social recluses where like say or just us, you, know, you go into the mall and you go to the mall like on a Wednesday, you expecting it kind of be kind of empty. And Wednesday in the morning you get there and it's slap full, you know, and you're kind of hesitant. You're like, uh, do I really want to go in here or not? Oh, I really do. And you know what I'm saying? I guess yeah, that's just like self-conscious. a self-conscious. Yeah. I, I, I think that with some of the phobias, you just get a like a mild push of it but some people it's just it's so so strong they can't control it yeah it's like an overwhelming sense of um yeah it's an overwhelming sense it can't be controlled like you kind of just forced to act on it at that point because if you try to go forward with it 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 only gets i guess yeah it's like the large crowd situation it's how you say you pull up to a mall one day it's empty then the next day it's like you go in say you decide you want to go in but you want to talk to somebody but you go to say something, you forget everything. You want to say you're embarrassed. You start, like, palms start sweating. You might start building gas, and you're trying to run away, but the gas is uncontrollable. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's a bad situation all, all together. But that always, uh, I know we always harp on it, but it ties into your mental health. You always got to make sure to go out there and keep your mental health in check, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, on a personal thing, if you know... You know, it's better to know if you have trigger points. You know what your trigger points are. You Unless know? you have sociophobia, Ooh. which is the fear of social evaluation. So a uh, fear of social rejection? To, it could be, yeah, it falls under rejection. It falls under, you know, things that are called into question. You know, behavioral behavioral reactions to, like, say if something new is presented to this person. You know, they just kind of like reject the idea because it was something that they may already have learned or have been taught. You know, racism kind of falls under uh, sociophobia when it comes to uh, the evaluation of understanding like a, a different person's point of view. And I don't know, it's just, again, you know, it's just it's some things we could talk about and, you know, finding out what hits certain points. Yeah that, you know, kind of triggers people to react the way they do and to be above that and to be able to control that, it um it goes a long ways. It, it definitely helps, for sure. But, yeah, I also have um a few more I would like to kind of touch on. I don't know if I brought this one up already. Oh, no way, yeah, I did. The... What about uh I got one for you uh po- po- uh ponophobia it's the fear of developing a phobia 
Thurkle's podcast on all major streaming platforms, Instagram, TikTok, uh, 5000Ws.Thurkle'sPodcast.com, and uh, Spotify, shout out uh, Apple, Muse- uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, Cashbox, uh, Amazon Music, Audible now. Uh, we're on 13 different streaming platforms for free, too. You know, you don't have to pay for this. We do it every week for y'all, the listeners. Uh, but this uh, phobia is the fear of unconsciously developing uh, a phobia about being uh, from uh, developing a phobia without ever developing a phobia. It's just the constant fear of developing a phobia. And it's linked to... Uh, Emotional trauma and stress, uh, common symptoms of this is tension, hypersensitivity, dizziness, heart pounding, and avoidance of family, friends, and everybody. Because you're afraid of catching a phobia, which is, which is mind-blowing. I mean, some of these, I mean, come yeah. on, like. Yeah, some of those Like, are you're ridiculous. so scared that to develop a phobia that you're creating a phobia within your own mind that's wild but a fear fear can lead you to do a lot of crazy stuff uh how about this one cleave acousticophobia it's the fear of sounds and people who suffer from this uh are hypersensitive to even the lowest of noises and most of these individuals spend their entire life in soundproof rooms i couldn't imagine being in a room you can't it's like being able to hear but to hear is like so painful to you that you rather not hear nothing that that's 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 torturous yeah yeah that's maddening almost you know just the i don't know some people like their silence too though yeah it's it but one of the things too is have you ever sat in the ear testing booth before and that silence that's what it is like a soundproof just that yeah it's just the solitude of a booth but it's like even though in there you can hear, you still hear or hear like some low vibrating noise. But it's just like you spend your whole life not listening to nothing, no talk, no nothing. Nothing. That's crazy. That that's one of those that just blew my mind for a loop. I'm like, whoa, no music. So how are no you podcast. able to think if sound like? So does the sound of your own thoughts have any pertinence on it? That, that's a, that, that's got to be a miserable life. I did see uh, there's in weird. This is way off topic, but in, uh, up in, was it by Chicago and by the Canada border, there's like a whole bunch of like uh, mill plants and stuff and this, this low volume sound that only certain people can hear and they attributed it to like the plants and stuff. But a lot, a lot of people say that it ain't the plants. It's just a natural sound that's coming from the earth that only certain people can hear at a low vibration. And it's only in this certain town. I, I have to get back Towson, to New Mexico. It, it's something like that. I mean, not in New Mexico, but it's up in uh, on the Canada. And, oh, it's in Canada. Yeah, on the Canada See, yeah, fucking was, U.S. border. Yeah, I was thinking Taos because, um, like the the band and stuff, and how you know there's this low frequency hum that radiates, but only like two percent of the people can actually hear this low hum. Not everybody can hear, it, but the people who can hear it have adverse effects. You know, of like nosebleeds, you know, slight blindness, you know, loss of sight. Um, it also builds like ten. Is it tendonitis? Yeah, tendonitis. Yeah, the low ringing. Yeah, I, like I the low ringing in the ears. Yeah. Kind of what the Taos hum sounds like. It's like a low hum or like a low ringing. 
Yeah, and it comes out of nowhere too. Yeah. Be just be, mm, and then it just intensifies all of a sudden, and then it just dies yeah. off and then goes away. Yep. Per, out of nowhere too. But I didn't know that was happening in, where do you say, New Mexico too? Yeah, Taos, New Mexico. Uh, that, so that's where y'all got the. the that's where the, we got the name yeah, from. Band. Uh, yeah. If y'all ain't checked it out, check out the Taos Hum interview. We did that one like two years ago, a year ago. It's been wild now. But, yeah, but it's worth a listen. Uh, here we go. I got one for you. Europhobia, which is the fear of urination. Uh, your, uh, it's the fear of urinating in public restrooms. Often individuals find it hard to urinate in reality or in imagination in public restrooms. And which can lead to adverse medical conditions because, you know, holding in your uh, your urine for too long can cause problems with like kidneys and stuff like that. But uh, most of these uh, individuals that suffer from this uh, phobia or illness will literally not go to the bathroom in public at all. Like they are they won't pee in front of people, won't even use go number two or anything. They have to be at home in their own space. But could you imagine traveling with that that phobia? That'd be impossible. Yeah, that would be horrible to. I don't know. I I'm quite uh, like would that person that. piss themselves? I, I would assume. Like I I don't know what they would do to because if you go on, they probably would have just avoid long traveling situations or just drive and maybe use the restroom like, on the side of the road or something. Yeah, but even then, know. that would still be kind of like a public area. I don't know, cause I I walk right up to somebody when I got to use the bathroom, like in public, and you know public restrooms. I'm the type of person. If there's four like four urinals, I'm walk, and there's one guy standing at the urinal all the way to the left. I'm walking to that second one next to him, <laughs> just to be awkward. I I don't know. It just I know it pisses people off. Like man, why is this big ass hairy dude standing next to me? And then too, like a lot of people don't know there is a bathroom etiquette for men, like. You know, it's supposed to be like every other stall, but then depending on which side is more empty, you're supposed to fill that spot until like all are full. But you got people like Joe that say, fuck all that shit. I'm about to get shoulder to shoulder with you. Yeah, right next to you. (laughs) I ain't you like it. uh, And look, I hope you look over and look at me because I'm going to look right at you too. Be like, hey, what's up, dude? Everything going all right? (laughs) Strong stream, man. Been drinking water today. Hydration is the key. Making it hard for him. <laughs> what? I'm just being a friendly urination partner. And, you know, sometimes someone might need a good a smile, even if it's in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, let the person Hell be. No. Especially, especially if the person's shorter than me. Yep, I'm going right next to you. Now, if you're a little bit bigger than me, I'm, I might hey, give you the courtesy. Hey, watch in the bathroom. <laughs> Oh man, uh speaking of that I did make uh this is another off topic. I made some uh fried alligator the other night and it came out delicious too. I was very shocked. Uh just some fish fry, some uh Cajun powder, the garlic powder, the liquid. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you battered them yourself because they ain't look like that old like they sell gator balls at like at some grocery meat markets. Yeah. And uh like your like you sent us a picture in the yeah. group message. Like were those like strips of alligator meat? Yes. And then you rolled them, like you rolled them in the. Um, well, the some of them fry. were stripped uh, strips, and some of them just broke apart into like chunks. But I uh, first, I got all the water I could out of them, mm-hmm. and then I mustard, 
salt and pepper and then the the liquid the liquid uh garlic powdered sauce let them sit for an hour and then i just use regular fish fry one little nice coke dropped yeah. them in grease because they're real thin too and gate gator's expensive it was like for 12 ounces was 20 dollars or something yeah yeah gator ain't cheap i ain't cheap either too what it do guess? what it gang but uh yeah, uh, I wonder if there's a fear of alligator alligator phobia, uh, phobia, gatophobia. I'm pretty sure. Well, there is a oh. fear of reptiles, so I mean it would fall under there. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up real quick. All right, I got. So, uh, let me throw another one at you. One of these phobias I got. Uh, this phobia is hard to pronounce. Uh, I'm gonna give you all the spelling of it: A N E M O P H O B I A. I just read that one. And anebophobia, the mental disorder of getting anxious by the breeze or the wind. Oh, yeah. It, you anemophobia. Li- yeah, an- anemophobia. See, there we go. Thank you, Cleve. I no appreciate problem, that. Cleve pays attention and uh, paid attention to high school and uh, English. you're forced to read into every <laughs> class, yes. Uh this is considered the most annoying of some of the phobias out there and can be lethal because in extreme cases, the victim will seek out an institute to kill themselves by wind flow in extreme cases. So like there's uh, one of the cases that I read about a dude who had such a like fear of it that he ended up like killing himself by tr- uh, fucking uh, getting hit by a wind propeller. And then one dude walked into a turbine, or said that he walked into like a wind turbine because of the noise, like at an airport. Yeah. So, oh man, like, again, I know I'm getting close to the end. I got some funny ones that, uh, shout out, Kobai wanted me to, uh, wanted us to talk about. I think one's pure cheese or something. But, uh, man, <laughs> just, you're so afraid of the wind, but in string cases, you want the wind to kill you. You know? Right. It just yeah, seems. That don't, yeah, it don't make too much. It's uh, backwards thinking yeah, it's, almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's, this one I got chrono, chronophobia. This one is considered to be one of the most terrifying uh, phobias out there. It's the consistent fear of passing time. Yeah, chronophobia. Yeah. Uh, Prone to people with maxed out stress levels, uh, this uh, spe- this phobia especially affects prisoners that uh, are sitting behind bars, thinking about all the time that they will spend behind bars, and often causes uh, individuals to fall ill uh, at the later stages of life, which only exacerbates the problem because terrifi- the 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 fear of death is so terrifying that it actually causes them to die faster. And the repeated process, but uh, that I mean, I have when I worked at Allen, you do see that like some people turn into zombies because they're like sixty, fifty-five, and they're looking at like another thirty, thirty-five years. Like they know that they're gonna die in prison or something like that, and it just it you turn into like some people just turn into like little robots and just like, and you can just see like the decline, you know. And yeah, I only worked slowly. there for like four years, but I seen a whole bunch of like older cats that would pass away and you could just see them. Oh, you just see the decline over the yeah. years. So just there. And it, uh, it's just crazy that that is a thing, you know. Uh, I mean, obviously everybody has a little bit of that too because the fear of if you're going to get enough done in the time that you got, you know, and it's always 
uh, cherish every day because you don't know if you're going to get the next and all the craziness happening. But, the you know, a lot of times you can't just focus on that. You got to focus on, you know, other stuff and your responsibilities. But I guess with, you know, since we are on phobias, some people just can't get over that. And this is one of those phobias that are crazy. Right. The fear of passing time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty insane. Um, you know, another phobia I had was autophobia. It's the fear of being alone or being lonely. You know, it's just like for people who um, are afraid of isolation. Like, again, it go, kind of goes back to COVID. It's like the social butterfly having to be kept down and just like on lockdown just for those, even for those two weeks. Yeah. You know, a lot of people developed autophobia where it's like, you know, a lack of that social life and a lack of social media or news or anything that makes a person feel connected to something, you know, it's like kind of like the fear of like going without the phone and stuff. It's like, you know, people always want to make sure that somebody is in their thoughts or their company. And just like the fear of, um, you know, people suffering from that, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it comes with a heavy amount of anxiety. I found the fear of reptiles as well. It's a uh, herpetophobia. Uh, what is it again? Repetophobia? Her, you know, it's herpetophobia. And it's the fear of reptiles. And that's the fear of reptiles. So anybody fearing snakes, alligators, you name it, any cold-blooded, anything cold-blooded, it's a herpetophobia. Yeah, of course, Cobalt would send me some of these ridiculous ones. I'm going to pass while Cleve can read off one, but uh, <laughs> I want to talk about uh, turbophobia, uh, the fear of cheese, and it's also the fear of nuts, too, also. But could you imagine you you get a burger and you say, uh, yes, like you go to Burger Inn, right? Uh, I don't know. Right. If, I'm going to give school uh, the listeners out there, if y'all order from Burger Inn and you order a hamburger, when you go in there, you got to be specific and specific they you got to be like hey, i want cheese pickles onions or you go hey uh can i get a burger all the way and when you say can i get a burger all the way that means you're gonna get everything on the burger but uh for our people that fear cheese out there i'm so sorry because could you imagine though you get a burger it's like man please don't put cheese on it and you open his cheese you're like oh my yeah, you can like freak out, throw <laughs> the burger back at him. <laughs> you have like a like a mental breakdown, all because of cheese. Like, <laughs> I couldn't have a friend. Like, I would be a, such a bad friend. I had a friend that I knew that was afraid of cheese. You know, I am an asshole because I have a friend. Shout out, Bell. Uh, we used to work at the prison together, right? And uh, this motherfucker, he had the fear of them fucking dolls, like uh, those. Uh, porcelain dolls oh yeah the porcelain doll and he says the the one thing that scared him the most was the toy story movies with like woody and like talking like the talking toys that would come to life while he (laughs) was away so a funny story he told me about this shit i was like no way man and my kids love toy story every one of my kids have loved toy story so i've always had a woody or a buzz or uh, the horse or you know stuff like that from toy story little alien guys or whatever right so uh, he told me about this. I said, man, I got fucked with this dude. So we go to work, right? And I parked deliberately next to him. I took my son's Woody doll. This was when Charles was probably like seven or something. So I made sure I grabbed it and put it in my lunchbox in the morning. 
So uh, I made. I was like, "Hey man, what's up?" When we when I parked, he's like, oh, "No man, about to go in." I was like, "I hid him behind you." In a little short note, like when you go into when you work at the prison, you gotta get actually metal detector. You get searched too yeah. every morning. So it's always a line. Sometimes if you get there, when you know cluster of workers, whatever. Right. But uh, so he walked in to work, and I had put the Woody doll on his fucking uh car, like by his window. And so I had forgot about it. We worked 12-hour shifts. I had totally forgot I'd done that shit. And we were leaving work together, and we were talking. And we get to, <laughs> we get to the car, dude. And he literally, I'm an asshole. He literally flashed. I said, oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. Joe. Oh, my. Fu-. And he's just, <laughs> he's tripping. And I just guess I, since this episode brought it up, I fucked with one of his phobias. Yeah, and like he pediophobia. Would not, he would not go to his fucking car. And he, look, dude, I had to get the doll off. And he made me leave. He said, dude, just fucking go. I was like, nah, man, get, you can go. No, he said, nah, man, put that in your car and just leave while I can get my car and go home. He didn't talk to me for like two weeks after that shit, too. Mad as fuck. Pediophobia is a fear of dolls or inanimate objects that look real. Yeah, you fucked with his, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with, not everybody's perfect. I mean, I guess you sometimes you need to be more sensitive, but sometimes it's... Being insensitive is funny too. I can't deli- yeah, lie. I did that it. shit was funny to me, anyways. And listeners are probably like, "Man, we ain't listen to this shit no yeah, more." It's like, man, that guy's <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> uh, I got one for you, Cleve. Uh, panphobia. 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 It's when uh, an individual fears literally everything. Everything scares them. Which I don't know. I guess from what I read on it, it's just really everything. It's like a crippling condition, and uh, most of the people that have this condition doubt every bit of reality on every scenario of his or her life every day at every instant. Yeah, I had to get a morbid one. Like, just everything. Like, everything freaks you out. Sleeping freaks you out. Eating freaks you out. Opening your eyes freaks you out. Taking a shower freaks you out. That person. Pure insanity is what that is. Also maddening. Yeah, that's that's pure insanity there. But, uh, here you go, Cleve. I want you to, uh, read out. Uh, as y'all can hear, it's just me and Cleve again on this week's show. And, uh, Kobe is out on the boat. He's trending back, uh, coming back. But, uh, he had some phobias he wanted us to touch on. And uh, I ain't going to lie. I could not read some of them. He specifically got some of the ones that know I would stumble through. So uh, I passed it to Cleve. Maybe Cleve can tackle it. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. He actually shortened this one to sick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, it says quip it. Yeah, it says quip the phobia. Yeah. Delaphobia, yes, exquipted. Yeah, see, this one. See, yeah, he picked the ones where we get tongue tied, so you'd have to do some editing. But basically, the fear of long words. Um, Yeah, we'll probably have to edit most of this out. Yeah, you want to pick the motherfucking. (laughs) No, no, it's good. No, like, he literally picked on, and he'll probably say it at a drop of a dime, like, it ain't nothing, too. But. I'm going to pull up. Yeah, if we take a little break, real quick. Yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah, pull up. So, so how do you say that word? It's a cacophobia. Cacophobia. 
cacophobia? Cacophobia. That's the fear of long words. No, that's the fear of ugliness. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this was just a few that uh, Koba sent to us. He actually shortened one of the words that I read earlier. It was actually hippopotamostrosesquipedelophobia. Koba, fuck you, because it took me like five to ten tries to keep pronouncing that shit to get it right. But it's the fear of long words. I could I could never say that. Could never even fathom <laughs> even hippopotam. Uh. Yeah, hippopotamostrosesquipedelophobia. See, I hesitated. That's yeah. what kept happening. It's like it's so many fucking syllables in that word alone. Yeah, I got one for you. Uh, I guess this would be my last one. This is one that I actually... Uh, uh, dentophobia. It's the fear of dentist. Uh, I, ever since my last encounter with the dentist and they cracked my front tooth. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I get like anxiety out the at wazoo when i go into a dentist office dude always have and even the uh plentiful herbs on this earth can't help me on that one you know like right. anxiety goes through the roof that's something that i know like i have a, definitely have some type of mild case for because my anxiety blows up when i go to the dentist office dude right it's just from hearing that initial sound of like Ding. somebody messing ah! up. It's like, that's ah! what my brain's like no 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 <laughs> Not again. I've had extreme amounts of dental work done. That's uh, all on my childish days. I should have took better care of my teeth. Uh, for the listeners out there, make sure that, you know, dental hygiene is crucial. And, yeah, just make sure you brush your rocks. That's yeah. why I tell my kids, make sure you brush your rocks. Yeah, you got to keep them up because you, you, know, you, know, you only get one permanent set, I must say. Uh, but uh, this, this you got any more? That yeah. You throw? Yeah. Um, he also gave. Yeah. Jacoby also gave. Uh, Lagaso mechanophobia. It says someone with a computer phobia has an intense fear of using a computer, or being around computers. This may avoid going to places like an office or a school, like or anywhere computers can be found or used. Like uh, anyone with this phobia just have the notion to just stay clear from them kind of falls under technophobia kind of like the amish yeah yeah it's like the amish yeah like but anything I've seen, like yeah more so like cell phones we should do an episode about the amish that's a wild culture there i have to look into it <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely uh you know besides the movies you know it's definitely worth looking into if you don't know Oh yeah, there's uh, there's all types of wild stuff that happens in the Amish community, but that's for another day and another time. Uh, anything else in the phobia world we want to talk about? Or yeah, we- he gave um, xenoglossophobia, also termed as a foreign language anxiety, is the feeling of uneasiness, worry, nervousness, and apprehension in learning, using, or speaking foreign languages. Foreign language anxiety is attributed to a number of causes October 16th, 2020. was when this phobia was um, put into the field of phobias. There's just, there's just so many different phobias out there. People are praying and prying on new fear every day, it seems like, you know, to 
get a number of people on board of fearing the a common factor. It's just it's mind blowing. And it's probably mind blowing to all these people that have these phobias too. But uh if you ain't checked it out, check out Third Coast Podcast at five thousand W's dot Third dot com on all major streaming platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh and shout out to the T C P horde, uh growing stronger and bigger every day. Uh make sure you post some memes, uh comment. Uh and if y'all are out there and you're a mechanic, a plumber, average day nine to fiber, or you got really cool career, like you work on jet engines or you just got a really cool topic you want to talk about, reach out to us. You can uh, email me at uh, bigwheels, thirdcoast at gmail.com. Oh, you can email Jacoby at obi1jacoby at gmail.com, I think. Uh, Cleve is working on a emails to, for the listeners, or do you have an uh, email yet? I mean, I'm working on one for the listeners, but if you guys would like to contact me, you can hit me up at free underscore runner underscore star at yahoo.com that's the you know that's the spicy yeah so uh and reach out to us and let us know because we always we have open mics it's just me and cleve right now we got two open mics that's two opportunities for you to tell the world what you do and if you're an artist band Make sure that uh, you hit us up and let's use your music on Artists of the Week. We have uh, some music from Idaho coming up later on in the show, so make sure y'all stick around towards the end after Words of Wisdom. And always, always big shout-out to every artist that's been a part of the show. And shout-out to all the artists that have been on the show for the interviews. And big shout-out to Dave, the boss, Boss Nick, who will be fighting next week. Uh, AK-27 and I might butcher this I think it's in Shreveport but he's defending his lightweight championship and oh no it's at the Paragon wherever the Paragon is Marksville it's in Mark yep it's a so AK-27 in Marksville at the Paragon Casino our boy is defending his title so uh and he's a slugger so uh it's definitely gonna be a, a a battle and it's always cool to see our friends and uh, some of the people that we have become friends with through the show, you know, achieving and doing great things. So we love all y'all and uh, thank y'all for listening to the little phobia thing we have. And we attribute this to Koba because he came up with the idea. Right. Yeah. Big shout out, even though he out there on the water doing um, his thing, he should be sailing back the, soon. Yeah. On the boat. But uh, we do have some upcoming events in Louisiana that uh Cleve had brought up uh so uh in Louisiana the crew of Harambe annual MLK Day Mardi Gras parade is January the 16th uh in Shreveport uh Opelousas Gumbo Cookoff which is in Opelousas that's January the 28th the Welch Children Mardi Gras run in Welch of course uh also on the 28th of January and the crew of Deminer Mardi Gras parade also on the 28th in Mansfield. So nice. if you're in Louisiana and you want to get in some Mardi Gras festivities, there's already stuff on and popping in the state. And I'm pretty sure that you don't have to travel or look too hard to find events and things going on in the state. Right. Especially around the 28th. Cause as you can see, there's three cities on this list that have events going on in the same day. So, you know, if you guys want to be a part of that, you know, just uh, 
stop by sometime. It's always good to pass through for a visit on the holiday, but, you know, don't get too comfortable now. You know, just have a good time and, you know, there's plenty to see. Uh, For all the new Mardi Gras goers, uh, just be safe out there. Drink some water because you're going to see veterans out there drinking like it's the end of the world and that's just Tuesday for them. And uh, just know your limits and don't drink and drive. Uh, call an Uber. Just stay there drunk. Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes like I ain't going to lie. One time, you know, everybody ain't, you know, angels. And right. I was probably too lit up and I was walking to the car and someone checked me behind that. So I was like, you know, you're fucking right. And I just threw my my keys in the yard. You know what I'm saying? I searched for them in the morning, went back inside, had, I think, another beer and passed out on the couch but you know don't don't be afraid to tell someone like hey you know do the right thing because you don't know you might be saving a life or just saving your friend's life or someone you know's life yeah most definitely it's it's a lot too that goes on like at the mardi gras events like here recently like you know there's always shootings going on but there's been more shootings here at home and just like places abroad where people get into like dumb incidents and they have like these situations, cops get involved, ambulance and fire department and everybody else. So it's just all in being at the right place, being responsible. This you know, wherever you care to take in partaking in these events in these events, you know, always invest into, you know, the best you know, the quality of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, gun gun you did a touch on gun violence has definitely been on the rise, especially in our small town. There's definitely been a lot of uh, instances recently with gun violence that has touched our community in a very negative, impactful way. So uh, I don't know uh, if there's any a good solution because there ain't no real good answer. Just uh, pray yes. that something happens or something better. Something better is on. Just uh, sometimes put down the gun. Like what did uh, Odu say on Friday? You got you got these. Yeah, they don't use them no more, mm, yeah, man. Yeah, you know it's what like, I'm saying? It's all about the, was it called the glizzy yeah, now? Yeah, the glizzy. <laughs> uh, God. The glizzy, man. The all about glizzy. glizzy. You, need to, you need to put them knuckles back up. It's okay to get knocked out. Yeah, people got too much pride. It's too like much they pride. feel like they got something to lose. Like if they get, like I've never, that should be a phobia is like getting that ass with like old fashioned <laughs> with the beat down. They, I guess because so many movies have glamorized the whole, like, you know, you know how you stand over somebody, you be like, man, you got knocked the fuck out. Like, like yeah. how they did Friday. It's like ever since Friday did that, people been going for the glizzy. They're the, like, man, that ain't going to beat me. <laughs> I guess they, oh, doing life in prison ain't nothing cool about that. But uh, did you see Snoop Dogg actually has his own uh, YouTube channel now? It's called uh, Doggy Land, and he's the voice of the main character, which is like a purple kangaroo thing. But um, it's all about... uh, What's the TV rating? Like, is it for general audiences? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like... uh, Let me see. It's highly recommended for baby, toddlers, and young children. Uh, Uncle Snoop and his nursery rhymes. I put on... uh, This dude said I put on one of the videos for his son, and he instantly became quiet. And uh, Snoop Dogg's character that he's animated is is like a purple kangaroo animal with braids and a chain. 
think I seen I think and I he, seen like a commercial of it or not even a commercial but like a snippet of it like on the spotlight or the the YouTube shorts. Yeah, but it it's empowering to see some you know, a positive thing. You know, coming from you can look at a lot of like you look at hip hop and maybe some of his or, earlier music which helped him rise to fame. You can it can be like questionable like man this dude did some wild shit to make right, money yeah, yeah like but he now did. now he's trying to come full, full circle and make something good yeah he's making some legitimate of his name basically i mean <laughs> shit not everybody who made the memes lived the honest life and and plus you know why why not you know if you have the ability to do that go do it take take the money from the big corporate giants you know what i'm saying because that's another factor too is taking that uh that i have building your own he's building his own platform in a good way too you know what i'm saying right he's allocating his resources because it's like when when it thins out you got to spread it you know it's like anytime like you get to so many halts in investing it's like those investment deals it comes into closure like the timing of it it's like if you don't capitalize at that right time you could miss out on an opportunity. It's like you can't make an offer to somebody and then come back six months later. It's like, hey, man, remember what we talked about six months ago? It's like I got the money. now. It's like, man, that offer's been, you know, it's been gone since it was last talked about. So, you know, whenever you're making a new thing, it goes into, you know, preemptive, like, It goes into a collective. It uh-huh. goes into a like a collective thought. That's where I was trying to go yeah. with that. So, yeah, it's. I'm glad to hear that you know it's doing stuff for the kids. Where it's like, look back however many years ago, which is ancient history now. Yeah, it's like he didn't. You know, he went from gangster rapper to the cool kid party into Snoop Lion and then come out of that area. Yeah, I, for, I forgot about Snoop Lion. Yeah, that short, yeah, that short The stage. reggae stage. Yeah, that was funny. It's like, yeah, you smoked a bomb-ass weed, got told some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's all marketing strategy, you know, anything oh, yeah. to do for the market. It's the same way that uh, other moguls, like I want to say like Kanye had made like a Christian album, or, like a gospel. Yeah, he made a yeah. gospel album. Yeah, he did make a uh, gospel album. So I got some weird space news, if you want to hear it. Yeah, I'm down to hear Uh There's a green comet that's going to appear in the sky for the first time in 5,000 years. Uh, if you look in the morning sky, you'll see a rare celestial body, which is NASA says is a glowing green comet will make its appearance for the first time in 50,000 uh, 50, years. Uh, 50,000 or 50, 5,000? 50, no, 50,000, my bad. Uh, 50,000 years. Who? How did they know it happened 50,000 years ago? Exactly. And they ain't given, and that's it. And like, they, apparently you can you can see it. The comet will be closest to the sun Thursday and come between the Earth February the 1st and the 2nd. So I guess Thursday, February 1st is a Thursday, I'm assuming, by this thing. So in February... There's gonna be a giant green comet that you can clearly see in the sky. Like you, it's gonna be clear. If, I wonder if we're gonna be able to see it because I'm gonna look for that. You, you, it says you can see it with the naked eye. 
And it is supposed to be like a green hue color. Yeah. Like the trail is going to be green. Like nitro. It's, it's Transformers coming, dude. They don't know what it is. It's that other species trying to, they're trying to find a new, a new planet. And they're more technologically advanced. And it's the pod to wipe us out. Nah, that ain't the pod, man. That's going to be the... I mean, why does it... I don't know. I, I always felt that... Um, well, you, well, obviously, yeah, with alien invasion, it's going to be doom and gloom because initially we're going to try to fight them first. Like, they'll land here. They're going to try to attack. They're going to be prepared for that shit. And they're going to hit the button. <laughs> and take us all out. Yeah, it's going to take us all out. The uh, cloaking's coming off. I do have one more thing to add to the Louisiana upcoming events. Uh, February the 20th in Villeplatte in VP, uh, there's Swamp Pop reunion going on, and doors open at 5.30. Music starts at 7. And there's going to be Willie Tree and the Cypress. I guess it's just the Cypress and 21 other Swamp Pop artists at this venue. And, yeah, so there's whole bunch of stuff everywhere in the state of louisiana going on but uh we do need to touch on a very important day that is coming up on monday and uh martin luther king day is on the third monday yes the third monday uh of january yeah of january is there a reason behind that is that his birthday or is that just the day that yeah what it has here on wikipedia it says uh martin luther king jr day Sometimes referred to as MLK Day is a federal holiday in the United States marking the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. It is it is observed on the third Monday of January each year. Born in 1929, King's actual birthday is January 15th, which is today. Happy birthday. Um, which is in 1929, fell on a Tuesday. The holiday is similar to holidays set under the Uniform Monday Holiday Act. The earliest Monday for this holiday is January 15th, and the latest is the 21st. Uh, all right. I I do know, uh, I got some weird things. Do you know that Martin Luther King was arrested 29 different times? I I knew he was arrested a number of times, but not the exact number. Yeah, uh, 29 different times. And I guess a lot of that is from like uh, doing yeah, the protesting the and so, yeah, the peaceful walks. Yeah, a lot of the time they did get arrested. Yeah, he's, I can remember a story where he spent like three nights in a jail before he bailed out. And uh, I want to say it was on his walk to Alabama before he was, obviously it was before he was assassinated, but yeah i want to say he was arrested in a mississippi jail when it happened but it's a lot of harassment that goes into changing the world uh, it also has here that king was the chief spokesperson for nonviolent activism in the civil rights movement which protested racial discrimination in federal and state law the campaign for a federal holiday in king's honor began soon after his assassination in 1968, President Ronald Reagan signed the holiday into law in 1983. It was the first observed three years later. Oh, it was first observed three years later. At first, some states resisted observing the holiday as such, 
giving it alternate names or combining it with other holidays, it was officially observed in all 50 states for the first time in 2000. That's a damn shame in 2000. In 2000, it was by all 50 states. I do know the last two states was Mississippi and Alabama to actually recognize it. Right, yeah. Like, I knew about Mississippi, but it completely went over my head, the state he was assassinated in, for the obvious reason they were last. Yeah. So, big, big, (laughs) no shout out. No Fuck shout y'all, out Alabama. For, yeah, <laughs> no shout outs for the assassination. Of you him. know, uh, <laughs> Ma, uh, he he actually someone actually tried to assassinate Martin Luther King ten years prior to him actually getting assassinated. He survived one attempt, then lived, you know, all the way up into the the second time, which wasn't, you know, didn't make it through that one. Yeah, he didn't make it from the second one. But uh, that's crazy though. But that is why. I, this holiday needs to be observed because sometimes it you to change the world, you know, and that's what he did. He did change the world for a pot, you know, and we're still not to where we need to be in this country by a landslide. And, uh, but it's just crazy that he had to go through so much and lose everything just for something that should be done. Right. You know what I'm saying? That it should not even be like that. And, but that's why we celebrate his life and his accomplishments. And uh, hold up. I had another thing. Uh, hold up. He uh, After King's death, the King's family filed a silver case, a civil case lawsuit against government and won a whole bunch of fucking money. But uh, he, Martin Luther King will always be an icon in American history and, uh, especially in the civil rights movements and yeah in the hearts of those of the people that knew him personally as well during that time like the few that may still even be alive or with children remembering watching him grow up i feel like a lot of those people that grew up should be in their 50s or 60s by now yeah like growing up watching him on the tv and doing a yeah so it's like there's a lot of it's a treasure trove of information that goes not just like with, you know, civil rights activism and just celebrating this day, but a lot of information in general that's deserved to be recognized. And, you know, why it went into place, like why these things took place the way that they did when it affects like not only a state level, but a federal level as well, where yeah. a violation to human rights as a people you know, where you don't acknowledge a group of people as a person, that's, you know, that's a heavy blow in itself. You know, it's, you know, brought to you by the 14th Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a little more information. I kind of wanted to talk about, like, the federal passage. It says, um, President Ronald Reagan originally opposed the holiday citing cost concerns. When asked to comment on Helms' accusation that King was a communist, the president said, well, uh, we'll know in 35 years, won't we? Referring to the eventual release of FBI surveillance tapes that had previously been sealed. But on November 2nd, 1983, Reagan signed a bill into law to create a federal holiday honoring King. In the final vote, 
in the House of Representatives was uh, on August 2nd, 1983. And yeah, it's like the holiday was observed for the first time on January 20th, 1986, 14 years before it was acknowledged by all 50 states. So it took 14 years. Yeah, after the holiday was observed for the first time on January 20th, 1986. It was observed on the third Monday of January. Yeah, it took about 14 years for all 50 states to acknowledge it. You know, you, we, we we are holding back our our uh, comments right now for them, them states that took all them time. Because if y'all know Cleve, Cleve has got one of the most impressive sounding redneck voices I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> And it is is one of the most glorious things. Like I, I mean, I naturally sound like a redneck to most people, but I could throw that little bit twang up on it or something like that. But Cleves, it's sometimes you know you got some people out there they just like to judge others by the color of their skin. But I tell you what, this big country, you hear me? And if you can't hear me, I'm gonna advise you to listen because I'm not gonna repeat myself now. But yeah, man, like it just goes into. <laughs> It goes in the character. Yeah. That's you know, that's the softened that's the softened version for the for the listeners out there. Yeah, it's good though. I, I always you. always thoroughly enjoy you got such a radio <laughs> voice. Um Like I said earlier in the podcast, we do have music upcoming uh here shortly. Got some words of wisdom thrown it. Uh anything else we like to touch on about uh Mr. King and his legacy he left behind? And how some people decided that his legacy wasn't great enough. Yes, I see some alternative names, you know, for the legacy left behind. While all states now observe the holiday, some did not name the day after King. For example, in New Hampshire, the holiday was known as Civil Rights Day until 1999, when the state legislature voted to change the name of the holiday to Martin Luther King Day. That's just one example. There's several editions. You know, states have chosen to combine commemorations of King's birthday with other observances. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I think I know which state you're talking about, too. Uh, uh, wasn't it Mississippi that combined, uh, used to combine it with uh, Robert E. Yes. Or, yeah, Martin Luther Gen- General Robert E. Lee. <laughs> We're not going to share Martin Luther King's name. We're, we got General Robert E. Lee's birthday on that same day. So Mississippi chose Martin Luther King and Robert E. Lee's birthdays. In Alabama, Robert E. Lee, Martin Luther King Day. In Arizona, Martin Luther King Jr. Civil Rights Day. But in Arkansas, it was known as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and Robert E. Lee's birthday from 1985 to 2017. Legislation in March 2017, I'm sorry, March 2017 changed the name of the state holiday to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and moved the commemoration of Lee to October. Damn shame. That's in Arkansas. They ain't even want them in the same month as just <laughs> the doctor. Uh, 
Happy Halloween, you guys. <laughs> well, I just guess I got to dress up as Robert E. Lee for Halloween now. That's <laughs> 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 too much. Oh, man. That's perfect. Uh, but, oh, shit. Yeah, uh, give us something to be scared about, right? <laughs> give them... We're going to give them Robert E. Lee for hot, for October. How about that? Wait till they find out about the statues being took down. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> they did what? They took what statue down? In Idaho, <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr., Idaho Human Rights Day. And in Mississippi, as I said before, Martin Luther King's and Robert E. Lee's birthdays. In New Hampshire, Martin Luther King Jr. is Civil Rights Day. And in Virginia, it was known as Lee Jackson King Day. Combining King's birthday with the established Lee Jackson Day in 2000, Lee Jackson Day was moved to the Friday before Martin Luther King Jr. Day, establishing Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a holiday in its own right. Lee Jackson Day was eliminated in 2020. Way to go, Virginia. Good job, Virginia. Y'all yeah. had that Lee Jackson tradition going y'all, on. Y'all, y'all are not y'all... only for lovers, right? Yeah. Little, uh, <laughs> y'all a little something else. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> we throw, man, we're throwing some heavy shade at states this afternoon. They need it. It they needs need to be addressed. The, yeah, it needs to be addressed after, you know, what they said, 35 years. We'll know 35 five years, years from now. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's past due. So, uh, United States ain't the only uh, country that celebrates Martin Luther King Day. No, it, it's actually got, a, I see four countries that acknowledge the holiday. As a, it says here, in Canada, the city of Toronto government, Ontario, officially recognizes Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Although it's not as a paid holiday, all government services and business remain open. The Ottawa Municipal Government, Ontario, officially began observing this national holiday on January 26, 2005. And in Israel, in 1984, during a visit by the U.S. Sixth Fleet Navy Chaplain Rabbi Arnold Resnikoff, I'm sorry if I butcher your name, conducted the first Israeli presidential ceremony in commemoration of Martin Luther King Jr. Day held in the president's residence, Jerusalem, or Herzog wife of Israel, then President Chaim Herzog, noted that she was especially proud to host this special event because Israel had a a national forest in honor of King and that Israel and the King shared the idea of dreams. Rezenkov continued this theme in his remarks during the ceremony, quoting the verses from Genesis spoken by the brothers of Joseph, when they saw their brother approach, behold, the dreamer comes, let us slay him and throw him into the pit and see what comes and see what becomes of his dreams. Reznikov noted that from that time immemorial, there would have been those who thought they could kill the dream by slaying the dreamer. But as the example of King's life shows, such as people should, oh, such people are always wrong. So Israel, Shit, yeah. yeah, they saw it from the religious context. Japan says Martin Luther King Jr. Day is observed in the Japanese city of Hiroshima. Mayor Tadatoshi Akiba held a special banquet at the mayor's office as an act of un, 
Oh, it's an act of unifying his city halls for peace with King's message of human rights. Much Shit, yeah. yeah, much respect, you know, a land of free people. And then in the Netherlands, every year since 1987, the Dr. Martin Luther King tribute and dinner is held in Wazenaar, the Netherlands. The tribute includes young people and veterans of the civil rights mu movement, as well as music. It always ends with everyone holding hands in a circle and singing, We Shall Overcome. The tribute is held on the last Sunday in January. I bet that's something beautiful to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. But that's awesome, though. It, uh, You know, I never knew that. Well, I, I knew about Israel and Canada. I never knew about Japan or the Netherlands celebrating the holiday. I didn't even know other countries celebrated it. Yeah, I think, um, like, I had to do a project. That's why I learned about Israel, because it was more like the religious text behind, like, the, the idea of sharing the dreams. Like, you know, I feel like that's a message that could reach everyone. Yeah. You know, when it comes to bringing a peace among a people. What's up? Like, you pause it real quick. Yeah. So, uh, Cleve, and for all the listeners out there, our artist of the week is Miss Sammy uh, Lay, and she's a song, uh, singer songwriter out of Ohio, who has grown a following in the Midwest through her travel shows and memorable stage performances. What she started as karaoke with her dad at just eight years old has grown into a passion and dedication for music and entertainment. Consistently learning and growing, she thrives to be the best artist she can. And uh, the song y'all will be listening to after Words of Wisdom is Prevail. And uh, this song is what uh, Miss Sammy is trying to encompass in her music. It's a very motivational and very strong song. And uh, I'm going to dive right into it. My Words of Wisdom is to love thy neighbor. Love everybody uh, no matter what. And... Uh, yeah, no matter what's going through your life or someone else's life, I always believe a good smile will go a long way. And I think that's biggest thing is with love, just give a smile and love somebody. Right. Yeah, and I, you know, to keep it plain and simple, be positive. You know, nobody likes a negative Nancy. You know, nobody likes a just negativity in general you know it gives like bad vibes bad anxiety you know it's like how joe was saying a lot a smile can go a long way so you know a good attitude as well you know that can help out in a lot of ways just like even if somebody's having a bad day your mode of character can pick somebody's spirits up even if it isn't serious you know it's just a. Uh, so yeah just be positive you know and share that with other people shit yeah but uh make sure that y'all check us out uh everywhere this is episode 179 uh don't have a name yet y'all know the name when it comes out i guess but uh Khalif, it's always a pleasure to sit down with you and do this thing every week and always appreciate you coming through bro oh yeah likewise man i know it could be you know challenging with the schedule and you know, things that, you know, it's never to let anything come in between that time. 
that kind of goes into that and not just the time. You know, we're doing this for the listeners. Yeah. You know, it's not a thing that, you know, it's, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have any listeners. So. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least we got a few yeah but. we got the we got the hand few pigs so man just email us you know got uh yeah email uh email me uh big wheels at thirdcoast at gmail.com uh check out koba at obi-wan jacoby at i think gmail.com not for sure right and then i got the uh free runner stars underscores in between the free and the runner at yahoo.com uh and make make sure you like comment and subscribe to the show and make sure you check out this banger music that's at the end and we'll see y'all next week until then man it's your boy cleve it's joe what it do gators and we out today you found myself lost in a day today I saw your face and I wasn't ashamed I won't apologize for the things I do Like my colored hair and my tattoos You shouldn't ask me to, well it's kind of rude And who are you? Try to change me And who am I to listen to you? Cause I'm so tired of caring about what people think And why should I? I don't give a damn about what you say I don't need answers, can't go backwards, stay out of my way You tie a dancer's feet, turn a blue sky gray But now I'm complete and I can break away People are always gonna have something to say about you, but if you're happy with yourself, then let it be. You put me down, but I'm stupid. Thank mm-hmm. you.